it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I'm especially starting to feel a little bit of getting excited for Christmas. And because of that, and because Father Dindo starts his homilies a lot of times and singing a song, I thought I'd start off this week by singing that song. <clears throat> no. No. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But it is starting to feel a little bit like Christmas. We've got trees up here in the sanctuary now, a garland around the church. Many of you were carrying in Christmas presents this morning and putting them underneath the tree there in the narthex, especially a couple days ago when that narthex was full. Last week, I saw a girl at the 6 p.m. mass come in. She entered through those front doors in the narthex. She looked in and she just did. Her jaw hit the floor and she saw all the presents. When I go over to the school and stop in, especially into the younger grades, the kids are starting to, to bounce. Christmas spirit is in the air. And then we come to Mass this week, and we hear these readings, and John the Baptist comes on the scene, and he's screaming, repent and believe in the gospel. Make straight his paths. Prepare your hearts. And it's like, Merry Christmas to you too, John. Thanks for being the buzzkill here. But John the Baptist is okay with being the buzzkill here because he's got a job to do. The church gives us always John the Baptist on the second Sunday of Advent. And if we miss it, he comes again and we hear from him the third Sunday of Advent. We'll hear again next week John the Baptist is in the gospel. I think we're in a time right now in, in our culture and society when it comes to preparing for Christmas, there's really two camps. In one camp, you have John the Baptist's message and Advent message, which is to slow down, look inward, change and repent. And then the other camp is the camp of the culture, the society, the world, which is anything but this. Right? That, this those things are, are, are it's alien to the camp of preparing for the Christmas, which looks like shop till you drop. Or with COVID right now, it's not so much shop till you drop, but scroll and click until your finger gets tired. And these two camps, of course, the camp over here, the one of the world, it's got a lot stronger pull on us of preparing for Christmas than the Advent and John the Baptist camp and message. And so with that, I just want to highlight two messages that come forth from these readings, that comes forth from this second Sunday of Advent to help us prepare more for Advent from this camp over here. The first message, it's okay to feel bad about yourself. What I mean by that is when John the Baptist is saying repent, or really when anybody comes and, and, and says and calls out a mistake or behavior, it's common for us to feel bad. And hopefully that leads to change. That's when, feeling, that's when feeling bad about oneself is a good thing because it helps me get rid of the thing that's bad about myself. The world, however, says no. Like, it's not okay for me to feel bad about myself. 
It's never okay for me to feel bad about myself, so I need to tell myself whatever I need to tell myself so that I don't feel bad about myself, so that I can feel good about myself. To avoid any situation, any conversation, to draw, draw out any self-reflection that leads me to feeling bad about myself. And if it starts to happen, if I start to feel bad about myself, then I'm doing something wrong. Because the most important thing is for me to always feel good about myself. But it's okay for me to feel bad about, bad about myself is feeling bad about myself helps motivate me getting rid of the bad thing about myself. That's usually what it takes. It's been great having Alex around at the rectory since moving in and continuing his studies there at the seminary. And he's been joining us in Fit Shepherds here as of late. And most recently, this past Wednesday, he's joined us on our Wednesday morning workout at 5 a.m. This past Wednesday at 5 a.m. was 23 degrees. Later that evening in the kitchen, in the dining room, Alex is standing there talking on how much he struggled that morning at 5 a.m. And how he just, you know, doesn't know if he's going to keep maybe coming out. He's trying to convince us, his father Dindo's there too, he's trying to convince us that he's allergic to the cold. Okay? <laughs> and he literally sent me via text message a link from the Mayo Clinic saying an allergy of the cold. Right? And as we're sitting there, Father Dindo's, you know, as a gentle giant that Father, Father Dindo is, he's hearing Alex and he's like, no, Alex, like, you're, you're fine. You're probably just, you're, you're probably just tired. You got to just take some time to rest. And as Father Dindo's saying that, I'm nodding my head and going along with him. And then I'm like, no, Alex, you're just, you're just out of shape. <laughs> Come on, next Wednesday. See, it's natural for us, it's just, it's just part of, like, as a human, it's natural for us to want the other person to feel good about themselves. We all do that. I remember in, in college, there was, a, there was a kid who had really, really bad body odor. Awesome guy, great guy. I don't know if he just, like, literally could not smell, but he... I remember we were on a, we took a bus trip to Florida, 60, you know, 62 passenger bus. We took a bus trip down to Florida and nobody would tell him. I, I wouldn't tell him. I was kind of a, one of the leaders on this trip. So people were starting to come to me asking me and telling me, Father Mark, you got to, you got to talk to him. You got to tell him. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. And the poor guy, people just started to stay away from him. Until finally, I built up the courage to talk to him, and I told him I felt bad telling him. He felt bad, I'm sure, when I told him, but it was the best thing that happened to him. It caused him to take steps to change. He changed his deodorant, right? <laughs> we like hearing things from others or even telling ourselves things that make us not feel bad about ourselves. And I think there's even a, a movement a movement in the church, certainly a number of years or maybe decades where people like, grew up or in a spot where thinking that it's the church's job for always to make us feel good about ourselves. And we like hearing the good news part of the gospel, which again, Father Dindo laid out and he mentioned too, and he talked about the bad news of the gospel, the fact that we're helpless and hopeless without God. 
Not so much hearing the repentant part of the gospel. I remember a woman at my last, my, my last assignment, my last parish, I preached on the, I think it was the topic of just confession, and there was a woman after Mass, and she was noticeably, I noticed her waiting for me to, to talk with me after Mass, and she said, Father Mark, I want to tell you something. She said, I want to let you know, I don't come to Mass to feel bad. I don't come to church to feel bad. I come to church to feel good. And she had tears in her eyes. She started, to, she started to cry in front of me because she was so disappointed that she thought she thought it was such a, good, such a bad idea, so disappointed that I... Lady, with all due respect, my job as a spiritual father, it is any father of any household, is to not necessarily tell their children all the time of things that would just make them feel good. And I think this thought of... It's not a, that it's not okay to feel bad by yourself. It's important to say that it, that's not the John the Baptist. That's not Advent. That's not preparing ourselves fully for the coming of Christ. John the Baptist had a way of making people feel bad about themselves. Not for the sake of having them feel bad about themselves, but for them to leading to change, to repent, to prepare their hearts, to bring them to the spot of meeting Christ. Notice here in the gospel when Deacon, Deacon Kevin proclaimed, it says, people of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him. They were coming out to hear him, this message. I think what that points to is the desire deep within all of us to change our lives. The, the desire to say, like, I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not where I should be. There's a desire deep within us to seek truth. A desire within all of us to seek out peace, to seek Christ. We talked a number of months ago, you know, remember the importance of checking ourselves before, our, before we wreck ourselves? And that is I need to sit with myself, to look at myself, and to tell myself the unfiltered, brutally honest truth. Why am I the way that I am? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I buying more things? Why am I scrolling? Why am I drinking? Why am I eating? Why am I binging on Netflix or YouTube? Why am I procrastinating? If I go there, I'm probably going to feel bad about myself. But Advent John the Baptist says, good, feel bad about yourself. So that it leads to getting rid of the thing that's bad about ourselves. Because that's what truly repentance is. Not simply just saying we're sorry, but saying we're sorry and then changing our ways. Changing and avoiding the things that lead us bad. And oftentimes it takes us to feeling bad about ourselves. The second message, don't worry, this one's much shorter, is make yourself uncomfortable. We read today in the gospel that John the Baptist appeared in the desert, and all, again, all the people came out to the desert. 
The desert is not a comfortable place. It's a place of emptiness. It's a place of absence of life. It's a fearful place, the desert is. But it's also a place that we encounter God. It's a place that we encounter ourselves. It's a place that we encounter the limitness of our humanity. We encounter our dependency upon God. And all this stuff that we're talking about, it's not, it's not comfortable. And the, but the Advent and John the Baptist's message is not a comfortable message. If we're, if we're not uncomfortable, maybe we're not hearing John the Baptist clearly enough. And so I want us to ask ourselves, me ask myself this week, for you to ask yourselves this week, one week of Advent that's down, or through one week of Advent, was I in the desert this past week? Did I increase my prayer this past week? Or if prayer right now is non-existent in my day, did I add prayer to my, to my day? Did I read the Bible this past week? Did I check my priorities this past week in the desert? Well, maybe where God has slipped down on my priority list. And maybe we're saying, well, my first week of Advent didn't look any different than all my other rest of my weeks. Well, good thing for you and me, we still got three more weeks of Advent. So make yourself uncomfortable these next three weeks of Advent by going into the desert. And when you're there, you might even feel bad about yourself. But that's okay, because there are worse things, like not repenting and not being ready for Christ's coming.